Uh, welcome, all you sports fans. Uh, it is great to be with you today uh, over an internet, not in the same place, not at the same time, but together nonetheless. How does that happen? I don't know. It's science. <laughs> it's above my head. Technology. I thought you were going to say the spirit. But the spirit. Yeah, science. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Spirit outside of time. So he could be here and there and everywhere. Coming together. Coming together. Coming together. Um, yeah. Coming together like a fish, like the spirit fish. Like an going, going against the flow. That that was a handshake they used to have in youth group. Or maybe it was college. Go against the flow. We were pretty cool. We were at still, the top of still cool. Still cool. I, I don't know. I I was, but I'm getting grumpy and <laughs> my jokes aren't as funny. They're more depressing than anything these days. That's... And you got a and you got a breathing machine so you can sleep at night. And I got a CPAP machine so I can I can sleep at night. Sometimes <laughs> my back hurts. When I fall down, people don't laugh, they're more concerned. <laughs> then they think it's funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is such as life. It's all working out. All working out. All working out. You know what? Right in the middle of this recording, I'm gonna close that cabinet. Hold on. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, Derek has switched offices. I planned on doing that earlier, and then I forgot. I'm back in my old office, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new pastor coming in the next couple of weeks, so I've started the transition back. Yeah, it's like the sixth office move or something yeah. since I've been here. Yeah. So you've been in Duncan for three years and you've moved offices six You times. know, I think it's four this this oh, August. I moved out here in 2018. Okay, there you go. So I had a year before the pandemic. Yeah. I had two years of the pandemic. And I'm yeah. Here. So, yeah. You had a little bit of everything. And what's been everything. your favorite? What's been your favorite there? Ooh. Are you like were you pre were you pre-pandemic, during pandemic, or post-pandemic? What what's been what's been the highlight? Uh, there was a sweet spot just before the pandemic, mm. um, when I was doing youth. And we, I had dismantled the youth group and I was uh, building it back up with a stronger foundation. And our junior youth was going well. And our senior youth was starting to take off. Um, and that was a really good time right in there. And then the Panini hit. Um, so right, right about there. And then right at the beginning of the pandemic when we were all, uh, you know, at home, couldn't do anything. I really liked that. It was a nice little break. Um, I know some people lose their minds about that and stuff, but I was, I wake up, I do a little bit of work, some emails and stuff, and then I can go for a walk. I went hiking, I can do yeah. whatever, got some exercise. I could take naps all the time, watch shows. It was, it was a dream. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, me, I know a lot of people had hard times with work and stuff. So, 
Yeah. I understand not everyone's experience was mine, but no. my job was secure and I was able to do mm. a lot of stuff. I just like the first two weeks of the pandemic, I was kind of tired and stuff. So I just ate and watched TV and like gained <laughs> 20 pounds. And then I spent the rest of it like, like I should go for walks and do stuff. So I went and worked out and got it down. But yeah, it was quite funny. There you go. Like the dollar store, like they've got those gummies. I love, I love gummies. Like I, it is my Achilles heel. I put them in the freezer so they're cold and like kind of hard. You can like suck on them and chew them a little bit. Take it longer. I do that with chocolate bars too. Slow you down a bit. Slow you down a bit. Slow you down. Yeah. I mean, not not enough because I was (laughs) eating a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have enough uh, enough in the in the freezer to keep it going. Enough to keep it going. Yeah, but it was like I was <laughs> the first two weeks. I'd go to the dollar store and spend like twenty five bucks on like one dollar bags of candy and, and <laughs> drinks and chips and stuff. And I'm like, this will last me the whole week. And then a day and a half later, I'm like, I gotta go get more. <laughs> it's like it's in the house and I'm bored. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna munch. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've, always, I've definitely noticed that about myself. Like particularly since Zaria is like boredom. The first thing that I think about is is food. As if as if like when I'm bored, I'm hungry, which obviously isn't always the truth. But yeah. and then as you say, you get kind of the the kind of the cheap foods at your disposal, and it's it's not mm-hmm. about quality quality. Yeah. Um, you know, and just filling the time, filling the space. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if, if anybody wants to support us by sending us gummies, um, yeah. you know, our, our addresses will be available after the show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gummies, also known as edibles, um, <laughs> those are those are accepted as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Except you can't, can't ship um, edibles to uh, the UK, just, you know, oh. FYI. Well, I think we can figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, well, I've seen enough, I've seen enough like drug movies where they can do like whole planes full of marijuana and stuff from like the U.S. to Colombia and cocaine and stuff. I think I think we can put a couple of gummy bears in like the lining of a suitcase or something <laughs> like that. Oh. And then, yeah. yeah. Is it- yeah, as long as they're not gonna, you know, if they catch it, they're not going after the person they're being shipped to. True. Give it a try. Give it a True. Try. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, that if you were expecting that as our intro, um, good job because I certainly wasn't. Um, I don't All know because why. you closed the cupboard. We we were fine <laughs> until you broke the broke the flow. Closing. The that was it. That was the thing that derailed us. Uh, leaving the computer and closing the cover well because my grand like with the door when i was in the old office my grandmother would be like you guys are doing such a great job and everything one little thing is sometimes that closet door is open and i can't focus because i'm that so i did that for my grandma i didn't want her to want her to focus on all the wisdom and truth that's coming out of my mouth right now Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all lost to the cupboard. Yeah, hopefully she'll be uh, transformed and changed from her ways. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Nana. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so Jesus, about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, let's get into this. Uh, yeah, so um, last week, I guess it would have been, I'm, I'm a bit disoriented coming back from holidays, but... Uh, last oh, yeah, how was Greece? Good, hot, good food, time on the beach, time on the... It was a great little... There's a little island in the Cyclades it's called Naxos, which is where we've gone to now twice. And it's one of these islands that it's fairly self-sufficient. So there's a lot of like local produce um, and they love, like they make their own cheese and all that sort of stuff. So it's all Ooh. like really good. Um, and they, and yeah, but it's, the island itself is really unique in that it has, it has a whole lot of, um, uh, it's a very mixed geography. So you've got like mountains that you can go hiking in and then you've got like these beautiful beaches with the clear blue kind of teal water around them. Um, and, and in the whole island, like we drove, we hired a car and we, for five days, and we drove what, for hours every single day, just going from different points. And at the end of it, we'd done under 400 kilometers and had gone around the island almost twice. So wow. just give you a sense of like, yeah, the size of it, but the roads are like super windy. So you don't get to go very fast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So. Well, if you know how to drift, you can probably go pretty fast. <laughs> I, I didn't mention that to Megan, but she said, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving and being a Fiat. We're not yeah. driving. We really were. We yeah. had, we had the, we had the Fiat Panda, which is uh. like the most popular car there. And it goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it puts up some of those hills, but safety nice. first. Enjoy the scenes. Yeah, uh, it was good. Thanks for asking. But yeah, yeah. all that says then. So I, you know, I think it was last week was the feast of the Transfiguration. So we thought we'd spend a bit of time uh, with with that today and looking at it. Um, um, looking at it for, uh, from the Gospel of Mark. So I'll share that with you here. Um, uh, and we've also lost our uh, ability to record for a long time. So if this video shuts off, that's it. Uh, <laughs> the government, uh, the church, the spirit, something has gotten us and we something. are. Something is fighting us. Something. We're not yeah. Um, so pray for us. Pray, pray for us. <laughs> Uh, well, shall, shall I read today, Derek? Or would, or I would love you to, Tim. All right. Excellent. So Mark, the, yeah, the account of the transfiguration according to Mark. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them, except Jesus. Anything stuck out to you? <laughs> 
when we were reading it, I was just like, gosh, this is how like horror films start, you know, he did, you know, three, four guys go up a mountain where they're all alone. <laughs> You're just like, what's going to happen? Um, I, I think there, there's, as you were saying earlier on before we were recording, you know, there's the echoes of, of Jesus' baptism. There's this interesting thing about Moses and Elijah. And, but I, I always love like Peter's response. Um, and I think I think all three Gospels that have the um, Mark, Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke um, all record them as being kind of afraid at different points. And I think it's interesting, you know, it's like when you're afraid of what's happening, Peter's first thing is let, let's set up, you know, uh, let, you know, let's set up these tents and make make an event of this and, uh, you know, make this a place of pilgrimage. So, yeah, that wouldn't have necessarily been my first response that I know of, but... Uh, yeah. What about yourself? Anything? Anything? Um, well, the first thing is after six days, and when we're looking at different uh, mm. versions of this, uh, what was it? Luke had eight days. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, throw the Bible out. Like it's... <laughs> Contradictory. It, yeah. Yeah. Done. Within itself. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Can't trust anything. Sorry, uh, one, yeah. one quick second. We've, we're, we, we've thrown out the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where did we leave off? Uh, the other one was the building of the three shelters. Uh, mm -hmm. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Nothing about him or mm -hmm. um, James and John. Like, where, where are they staying? Were they hoping just to bunk in with the guys? Like, there's three of us, there's three of you. Um, let's hang out. And, and uh, yeah, baptism part. Hmm. But I, I really liked, and we, we can get into this. Um, yeah, please. That's where we go. I really like your, your frightened um, thing you were saying about being so frightened because it's, it's funny that Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Like he's mm -hmm. frightened. There's stuff going on that he does not understand. Like Jesus is white, came back like Gandalf. And now he's all white and stuff. And uh, and Moses and Elijah are there, like mm -hmm. guys you would have grown up reading and know everything about and the pillars of the faith and all that. And, and he's frightened in here and doesn't know what's going on. But he's like, I know it's good that we are here. Like, even though I don't understand everything, I know I'm a little shy or sheepish. I'm frightened because I don't have all the understanding, but I know that it's good for me to be here. Um, and now I'm thinking of the times in my own life where I wasn't sure what the next step was. I wasn't sure what was going on around. I didn't know what the next step was going to be, um, or the, even the resolve of a situation, but I knew where I was, was the right place. I knew it was good for me to be wherever I was. I didn't need to know. I didn't need to have all the answers. I didn't need to know what the next step was. I just knew that right there is good for me to, to be there. Yeah. And, that, and, and now I'm thinking of like comforting people yeah. and being with people who are going through a really hard time. Like I may not know what to say, 
I may not be able to fix their problem. I may not be able to, you know, wipe away whatever is going on with them. But I know that it's good for me to be there. Mm. Um, but you can't stay there. The mm. the setting up the tents, um, yeah, yeah. wanting to stay in that place. Uh, mm. um, even like I knew, grow, like growing up in the church and stuff like that, it was a big emphasis on, you know, he wanted to. This was a really holy moment, and they wanted to stay in that holy moment and and that. Mm. But like we were talking about it during our youth events at uh, Bible college and stuff, you know, these really mountaintop experiences, um, but you need to go back into the valley. Um, but I don't even know if mountaintop is always necessarily the height, like a good feeling, a really awesome place to be. I think sometimes it's that place of uncertainty, um, place of maybe um not knowing what the next step is mm. and knowing that even though it's good for you to be there it's also good to move like there's there's some kind of um stepping out in faith or stepping out somehow that has to uh come after this mountaintop experience mm. where, wherever we are yeah 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 because I, I think i think i think you're right like in that you know well i guess yeah there's loads of things going on in my head as you were talking which you know come from everything from like you know it's interesting that we you know we, growing up and, and i know this still happens but like we pit kind of the the mountaintop experience against the valley as if there's like these two oscillations we must find ourselves in between and yet you know, Jesus seemed to have no issue with the fact that he was going up to the mountain with his friends and then was going to come back to walk the world. Like it, it didn't have to be like, you know, a high to a low. It had, yeah. to, you know, it was it was the transfiguration to the ministry of life um, yeah. and that kind of sense, which, again, I think, which is why the language is so interesting that it echoes the baptism that, it, it you know, it's about, you know, whatever you might think. Or, or feel or believe the kind of the end goal is the empowerment of, of ministry and the place of calling is about you being where you are with God. Right. And, and I think like that, yeah, as you say, you know, it would have been, it would have been really helpful and really healthy <laughs> to, for us growing up. Um, and I even think about some of the ways kind of do church even now, but how do we, how do we hold that tension between when people have moments of, of real kind of, you know, grace or majesty or presence of God, you know, how do we hold those as being like, you know, these are moments of transformation and change, but because we, we must, we still continue on in that kind of day to day and that kind of, you know, we, we very much like Peter, when we start to get afraid or start to get nervous, we look for that certainty and try to hold that place but on the mountaintop where things felt good where things you know even if they were uncertain you as you say you knew where you were um but but that kind of you know that tension for us about you know jesus doesn't seem bothered by the fact that again his ministry wasn't wasn't finished this was a, a you know an affirmation of of who he was who who god was with him um as, as he was going on
Yeah. Can, can I can I like throw something completely different in? How nope. how did they know what Moses and Elijah look like? Like like, like you go you go literally from oral tradition um and and some written things which none of them have descriptions of, of you know you know yeah of, of these guys and they're like two two random people appear with jesus and they're like oh elijah and moses and how, how did they know well i i should know this <laughs> but was it was Elijah that went up in the chariot, not Elisha, right? Yeah. Okay, so Elijah shows up on the mountain in a chariot. There you go, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's him. And then Moses walks in with his staff above his head. Like he's... Because he still hasn't let his hands down. Yeah, yeah like like he's one of the, the sand people from uh, Star Wars. Just like, oh. Comes in, they're like, oh, staff. Yeah. That's Moses. Oh, that chariot coming from heaven. That's Elijah. Nailed it. Yeah. Or I, I, I should have I should have taken that class on you know be um, identifying your biblical figures one on one. Yeah. Right? yeah. There, there's there's tons of things you can do like that. Um, yeah. Or Jesus was like, "Hey guys, this is my friend Elijah. Elijah, Peter, John, James, yeah. Moses, yeah. Moses, yeah, Peter, yeah. John, James. Congratulations, y'all met someone cool." Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Snap, snap that hashtag on the mountain. Yeah. They all showed up wearing name tags. Hello, my uh, name uh, is Moses. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's where it all began. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where the name tag began. <laughs> Hello, my name is. Otherwise, it's very confusing. But I guess, yeah, obviously, I do, I do ask that. Like, it, it's interesting because I've never actually thought about how they knew. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just so much the part of the story is that they knew, or it's been testified to, that it was Moses and Elijah. Um, you know what I'm thinking of? Is they didn't know up on the mountain, but as they're walking down, Jesus was like, like he hears them talking, and they're like, do you know who those guys were? That was Elijah and Moses. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. And so when they're writing the, the yeah. story down later, they're like, oh yeah, Mo Moses and yeah, Elijah yeah, yeah. was on there. Hmm. Yeah. But because like obviously there is there's and and you can imagine that that's probably how it happened, and they get down to the other disciples and be like, you won't believe we were yeah. on the mountain with Jesus, we saw Moses and Elijah, yeah, and then Jesus was white, the yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a light bulb is, but <laughs> it was better thing. than that. Yeah. It was better than that. I don't know how many lumens he was right now. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. You guys know those halogen lights? This guy. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I guess that's the thing is, you know, it, it does highlight though for us, you know, that kind of that sense of, you know, that the authors have, um, you know, they have intention with their story. And, yeah. and obviously like the theological intention of, yeah. of this part, obviously, is that, you know, Moses represents the law. Um, you know, it was through Moses that the law came to the Israelite people. Elijah represents the prophets. And then you've got yeah. Jesus at the middle. And, and it's, you know, the voice from heaven doesn't say, you know, stand on the law, stand on the prophets. 
and see Jesus as, uh, you know, as, as part of that. It simply says, this is my son, you know, listen to him. And, and there's that sense actually for us about kind of, you know, what is, you know, what is that legacy and what is that history um, that we're standing on and how those voices and those, those characters and those lives are important. But then what is it about Jesus that, it, that is different? And that obviously is still the, kind of the continual question for the church, you know, these days, as well as, um, you know, yeah, as, as well as kind of later, later on in, in um, you know, yeah, la later on in like the stories and everything like that. But it's just that kind of continual reminder for us about like, you know, what, what is it that makes Jesus different? Is it, is it, is it just this kind of sense of, you know, he fulfills the law or he gives us laws and new ways we can understand. Is it just that simplicity of a perfect, or not simplicity, but that, that kind of sense of the prophetic voice um, in the midst of the world? Or is there actually something, you know, actually continue to be kind of uniquely revealed in the life, death, ministry, and, you know, resurrection, ascension, transfiguration of Jesus mm -hmm. that gives us something different to, to kind of see and be challenged by? Well, yeah, I would think that them using the term rabbi in that sentence i think that would be very the the writer of this would be mm. i think using that kind of intentionally as mm. um like he doesn't say you know the prophet jesus or the messiah the king or anything he uses rabbi now when you're talking about uh the um this is my son in whom i'm well pleased why why is the author or even God saying this hearkening back to the baptism? Like what's going on in this story that ties into the baptism of Jesus? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah, everything. 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 Um, well no, I, I guess like like on a practical thing, maybe you know, is is that something that is like we we read it? You know, for us, it's this linear thing, right? Like yeah. Jesus is baptized, the voice, the dove. He goes into the wilderness and he starts his earthly ministry. Well, the start of the earthly ministry happens. You know, it's at that point that he starts to call the disciples. So that that affirmation of himself as the beloved Son in whom God is well pleased until this point potentially for the disciples at the time you know oh, this is the first time they're hearing that right yeah because i i remember hearing and i don't know if it says this in one of the other uh, books or not that this was the um elijah and moses were ministering to jesus because he knew what was coming up that his death was was happening mm -hmm. And so they were encouraging him in that. So I was just wondering, if, you know, with the baptism, the start of his ministry um, to the sick yeah, yeah. And, and stuff. And then mm. this is kind of um, not a refresher, but kind of a, and then his ministry's mm. maybe changing into something else. Um, I, no, I think I think that's really 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 good. Like regardless of, of kind of what the kind of the ministry of, of Moses and Elijah was there, you know, I, I think I think what is true is you know is that like for us as human beings that we get we hold on to our anchor in life if we can hold on to our sense of our 
identity and how that identity is is beloved known cherished held not just in ourselves but in the those who are we're related to um and that kind of sense like you know for jesus as you say you, you know the, this so mark is 16 chapters this comes in chapter nine um what's matthew's 28 chapters and that comes chapter 17 i can't remember how many chapters are in luke but that's luke nine so as you say like this you know in the narrative in the narrative um yeah. you've definitely got the um you know you've, you've got an actual kind of sense that time is changing or something's happening yeah. and that you know and as and as you as you were saying too at the beginning you know about that kind of sense of like sometimes if you're on the mountain and, and you know and actually it's, it's good to be here that kind of reminder i think those anchor points for us are really mm. important and i think we sometimes you know we lose sense of ourselves you know i look i look at at, at so many kind of stupid choices I've made over the years what? and they're often <laughs> it's like this haircut no, just um, and uh, but like you know and, and those moments are often you know are often held in a context where I feel disconnected from who I am or, or I feel disconnected from who I who I am in relation to other people and there's this weird sense of like you know yeah just trying to find those anchor points and i think i think it's really beautiful actually that that in this moment where where kind of for jesus the anchor point becomes i, I think you know becomes about the the fullness of his calling as as the incarnate one to walk the road and ministry of of life of god's presence with people and it's not about the glorification on the mountaintop which was one of the temptations um, of him in the desert as well right you know just mm -hmm. bow down to me and you can have everything you see you and, and again this is you know a beautiful way of, of of him in a sense like recognizing that part of you know part of being that kind of beloved called son comes with this place of of, of glory but the glory is about as we've talked about before that glory that holiness is about the transformation that that brings in the places where the glory and holiness is yet to touch um, and not about hoarding it for himself on the mountaintop as this you know this glowing beautiful holy angelic man um where people can come and visit and, and behold the wonder so. yeah um do you have anything else to add well, you're. I just noticed the uh, plastic deck chair behind you. Yeah, I. I like. I'm. This room was used for storage uh, a while ago, so I'm kind of slowly. <laughs> I thought. I thought that was like to represent. Like that's the seat we leave for Jesus to at the table. Jesus that's the, that's a Christmas seat. Yeah. Or the, the or was it Easter? Easter dinner, we leave a seat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Please uh, calm down. Yeah. Um, and then Elijah's chairs in the other room. Because <laughs> he, he just lights things on fire if he gets too close to you. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of worried. He's, he did some weird miracles, and I'm like, uh. And Moses, he's still a bit angry. <laughs> Moses, I left Moses out with a bunch of rocks. Uh, and a sledgehammer. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Bible joke for you guys. 
but it, you know, I think I think I would I would just say you know it's it's a beautiful, it's an interesting, you know, and nuanced story, mm. and, and yet as you said, you know, I think you know what you said at the beginning, just that sense of like you know, kind of where do you find yourself in that in that relation, not just to the people, but to the location, and and can you sit with God where God is where you feel that that it is good to be here but also have the the wisdom and understanding to know what that means for the next steps whether you see them and understand them or not mm. yeah that was pretty good <laughs> well, that, that was from the notes you sent me early on yeah yeah that was that wasn't off the top of my head um, at all yeah well i think i think i want to study the transfiguration uh a, a little more this because it's not like it's talked about but it's not really in depth talked about not that i can remember like it's always the you know you can't stay on the mountaintop yeah um and that's basically it um yeah and G and that jesus fulfills the law and the prophets and is something yeah. new I, which yeah, well i've never even yeah. heard that part before really i'm trying to think of oh, mm-hmm. like i may have heard two sermons in my life and i'm trying to think of what they were about um mm-hmm. But that yeah. that aspect of it, I don't remember hearing about. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to look more into it, and yeah. maybe we'll do a recap video later. Yeah. Like, this is well, everything else like wrong. <laughs> yeah. We should have stayed. Go. We should have built a tent and stayed on this transfiguration <laughs> yeah. idea. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> all goes downhill from here. But I am frightened. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like, as you see, so you've got you. <clears throat> You know, you've got um, you know, Jesus' baptism. Yeah. Um, you've also got, you know, echoes of, you know, when Mary is is confronted by an angel, she's not afraid and accepts the call-in. So you've got that proceeding, you know, they got this moment of where there's like the physical transformation, which does also remind of Moses on the mountain when he actually, his, he changes appearance when he sees God, or actually, you know, it sits in the kind of the presence of God, which terrifies the Israelite people. And then you've got, you know, the reminder of, of like, you know, the next time Jesus is on a mountain like this with his disciples is kind of in the Garden of Gethsemane or, or in Golgotha. And the response is very different, especially from Peter, who in terror wants to build a monument to Jesus in the one time and just stay here. And the next he's terrified and running away. You know, yeah. there's lots of you know different ways you can kind of pull it, but but the central story actually, as you say, is quite yeah, kind of can be a little bit left behind. So yeah. okay, I think that's as good a place as any to stop. Yeah. So. Or it could be a worse place, but We'll stop. Yeah. We'll, we'll stop before it gets worse. We'll stop before it gets better. We're going to leave this mountain top of a conversation and head down, and hopefully, yeah. we don't go too far into the valley. That's right. Uh, so, we're going to stop right here on the. Yeah. Where That's the where you are. find us on your next hike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Blessings. Take it easy, everyone. We'll see you. Cheers.